episode 4 of the two substitutes my name is varun joshi and uh, i do not have akshay with me but he will be back soon what i do have uh, is a conversation i recorded with uh, thando dalamini he is a liverpool fan and has been a liverpool fan for some years now since the 90s you will listen from him next uh, so here is that conversation Hello Thando. Hey, what's up bro? How are you? Doing well today. Doing well. Coming from a, a good day for the Reds of Liverpool. Nice. Welcome, welcome to the podcast. You are our first guest. Awesome. Well, I'm excited. Thank you for having me. No problem. So, yeah, I just wanted to talk about your Liverpool and how you became a fan and what do you think of their season so far so okay so how did i become a liverpool yeah how did you fan? start following That's a liverpool question uh so when i was uh, about 6 or 7 years old mm-hmm. uh my parents got me a uh, a liverpool kit uh so i had uh, the full old uh, carlsberg liverpool jersey oh nice that I, i would wear um every time I, you know i played soccer with my friends i would imagine i was uh, uh my favorite player at the time actually was uh michael owen who had as i'm sure you know a very good uh, 90s especially the 98 world cup yeah which was you know he scored that where, yeah first world cup where i was you know uh actually of age to pay attention and know what was going on and it was exciting south africa was in the world cup for the first time uh so there was a lot of fever around that world cup for you know the african continent but particularly southern africa which is where i'm from so yeah i was all paying attention to that one and yeah he he had a great world cup and wasn't that the uh, cup he scored that goal yes that is correct uh so it, yeah from then on and just you know him wearing the red of of liverpool kind of helped with my uh my you know uh following of the club up um cover to the league okay it was you know as you know one of the most decorated clubs in 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 London, I mean in the UK yeah. and Europe in general so i i had a few favorite players that i would try every day that we played pick up soccer and escape to emulate so yeah that's how i became a fan nice so those were the glory days for liverpool they were they were indeed and unfortunately the last few decades Uh, have not been so great for us uh, especially the last 10 years we've been struggling as a team we're struggling to yeah what do you think about their form and this see their form for the past few years or decades as you said um well obviously as a fan you want to watch a team uh, you like them you want to see them succeed and win trophies Uh, yeah. So it's been tough being a Liverpool player for that reason because you know we have not been performing to the standards that as fans we come to expect of a club uh, as big as Liverpool. Um, so the the struggles have been you know a lot of different things. I think for me personally as a fan, I I don't necessarily. I mean, I obviously look up on my players to to give me good results, but I think a lot of it has come from the top down. There's been a problem where uh 
Liverpool is not investing in the right talent, so to speak. Uh, I'll give you some, some prime examples of uh, in recent years of what I'm talking about. Uh, we, we were extremely lucky uh, to get a very, very talented player in uh, Suarez. Luis Suarez. Yeah. You know, next to nothing, 23 million from Ajax. Uh, we, we had him, you know, kept him for a few seasons. He was definitely the best, probably the best for uh, goal scorer we, we had in the last 50 years. Oh, maybe so, Torres was close to him. Maybe not as good, but he was. Yeah, definitely. Torres yeah. was uh, amazing for Liverpool. And he will always go down in history as one of our various backers too. Mm-hmm. But I guess the, the point that I wanted to make about Torres and the management aspect of why Liverpool hasn't been performing so well mm-hmm. in, in the recent years is because when you know we had a chance to get him I mean, into sales and it was you know obviously time prime time for him to be for a bigger and better club like Barcelona. Yeah. Every player, especially every Latin American player's dream. Um, we got a lot of money for him, uh, and we kind of uh, misused that money and. I, in my personal opinion, I think when you get rid of a player as influential as Suarez, you need to replace him with someone who's comparable to him. Maybe, obviously, there won't be another Suarez in the game, but I find someone who is in that same caliber to take over his role, especially looking at the team that we had left behind. Yeah. Um, and that, uh, you know, we don't have big name players. We had. Steven Gerrard's career ending in the English Premier League, leaving the club. Uh, you had, you know, players like uh, Raheem Sterling who were unhappy at the club and uh, about to leave on their way out. So I feel like we could have used that money to invest in someone who is a proven uh, finisher, a proven striker, uh, to, to fill in his role. But what we did was we, we weren't kind of scrapping around and, and I have a lot of respect for players like Rick Columbus and Adam Lalana, but mm-hmm. I think if you look at those people and players like Mario Balotelli, they're fantastic players, but nowhere near the uh, level of skill, and uh, they will not produce the same results as uh, someone like Luis Suarez. So they're not the right people to try and replace someone of his caliber. And and we, we did that also when you know we we are losing. Uh, Raheem Sterling to Manchester yeah. City for you know almost fifty million. Yeah, uh, that is that is a lot of money. That is a lot of money that we could have used and spent wisely to to bring in to attract talent to to, to the club. But what we've done, and again, I do like these players a lot. I think they have a lot of potential. Players like Firmino, Christian Benteke, Jordan Ibe, I think is a good. Yeah, player. Jordan Ibe that we recall. So, people Corrigi, they're great players, but. Um, they have not been proven, and as as I'm sure you're aware, yeah. in any league, you, you kind of need that player. Um, that yeah. you're, not, you're not trying to build, maybe not from scratch, but you're not trying to establish talent that's not been proven yet. Because yeah, you need stability kind of, of experienced players as well. Exactly, yeah. you need that, and you know we were trying to get that with James, James Milner from, from City, which was, in my opinion, a great acquisition, but again, not a world-class player that you, you're going to win championships with. So I think that kind of a mentality in how we've been going about trying to get uh, players at Liverpool has systematically led us as a team to be sort of mediocre. We, we have talent, but 
we don't have amazing talent. I mean, you look at the opposition, you look at, you know, teams like Manchester City. Yes, yeah. they have a lot more to work with as far as uh, financial resources go, but, you know, they, they invest heavily in proven players. People like Kevin, uh, Kevin De Bruyne, yeah. Pedro Aguero. You know when you have those people on the field, they're going to make a difference. They're going to score. They're going to create chances. And you're going to stand a chance at uh, winning championships. So I think that for us has been the biggest challenge. But that said, I, I am very happy today. Uh, we did come away with a very, very big away win at uh, Aston Villa. 6-0 is an impressive result by, for any team. Um, and I must say, it is a, against uh, a team that is struggling at the moment in the Premier League. Um, and But sometimes those teams can be hard to break down. Exactly. So the, 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 the players, I mean, the teams that are, you know, trying to survive relegation can be the trickiest. And, and in the past, even in this season, we've had, uh, you know, un- unfortunate situations where we, we drop points to teams that, it seems like Sunderland. Uh, we, we drop yeah. two points to Sunderland at home, which is, you know, something that you wouldn't think of going 2-0 up against Sunderland. Um, and they scored two goals in the last 10 minutes of the game. So, uh, again, it shows that we, we do have what it takes as far as... Uh, the talent to produce goals and to win games, but sometimes we are not fully there, and I think that will be a work in progress. It's been it's been great seeing, you know, some of the changes that Jurgen Klopp has. Uh, brought yeah, that's in. what I wanted to talk. So actually, so Brendan, do you think it was the inexperience of Brendan that he couldn't attract top talent, or and then with Klopp at your at the helm, he can get in really good players, maybe like. From from Dortmund, like Royce or Lewandowski, or even like uh, really good quality players to Liverpool, and then back to its old glory days. Yeah, that is a good question about Klopp. Um, I think definitely Klopp brings a, a new charisma to the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, he plays attractive football, and he is a proven manager who you know is a championship-winning manager. He did that with Dortmund. Yeah. Like the Bayern Munich, and, and he has shown that he can work with like exactly. not high budget. Talent, uh, also, like not high high budget as Man City. He can work with low budget even. Yes, yes. Um, and I, again, I thought uh, Brendan Rodgers as a manager was you know good for the Liverpool team that we had. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think 2013, 2014, we should have walked away with. Uh, the championship, I mean, the Premier League. Yeah. So I, I think uh, in that regard, I mean, he worked really hard and tried to get us there, but he wasn't quite uh, the, the man to, to, to do that thing, to bring uh, trap trophies to Anfield. So um, I, I was very pleased with, you know, uh, the appointment of Jurgen Klopp. He does bring uh, a lot of enthusiasm about his game. Uh, players are, you know, really energetic. Uh, he's a high-energy um, manager, as, you, as I'm sure you know. He's, yeah. he, he's very much involved in the game and tries to you know, bring out the best in, in all of his players. And I, I do think going forward, uh, right now, he is working with a team that he found already at the club and he hasn't been able to yeah, you know, make a... his own acquisition. But I do think with his track record, with his experience, you will uh, have Liverpool... Um, maybe be more attractive to, to talent, especially from Europe, 
yeah. from players who are familiar with his style of management, who admire him uh, for, for some for his previous work uh, in the Bundesliga. So I do think and I do hope uh, that he will be able to attract more uh, more talent to to, to Anfield come come the summer. Yeah. And yeah, I do think uh, him, you know, coming in mid mid season and replacing uh, another uh, Liverpool manager. It has been tricky. You, you're not. You're not gonna. You know, yeah, replacing the Premier League is a very tricky league to, to begin with, and you're not gonna jump in uh, right in the middle of it and and hope to, to you know suddenly shake things out. If, if we saw that, but even at Dortmund, it didn't, it didn't happen overnight. Yeah, he had to work so, on his team. He had to build the squad that he uh, he wanted to produce results for him. And uh, with time, I think any. Any manager will tell you, like, uh, as soon as someone comes in, there, there's always that uh, short-sightedness in how we as fans uh, or how the media uh, want someone to come in and, and automatically, you know, start winning games. Immediate results, yeah. But it, 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 is, it is a process. It is managing a very complicated uh, set of individuals and making sure each one of them in their various uh, positions are, are working to the best of their abilities and producing the results that we expect. So... I do think it will take him time. Uh, I'm not going to say next season we're going to win anything. I yeah. would be hoping that we, you know, but this summer next season qualify for the Champions League and and I think like any team, you know, once you show that you are of that pedigree that will play in Europe and will will contend for some of the best uh, um, silverware in the world as far as football goes, uh, then you you will be able to attract more. People to the team, more, more more talented young young players. So I think going forward, we, we can expect if if Liverpool under Jurgen Klopp kind of undergoes that transformation that we're looking for, we can expect uh, more talented, more big name players coming to join the club. Yeah. So this summer transfer window would be big one for them, I guess. Definitely, uh, and I think uh, with you know. His proven techniques of recruiting players, of grooming young talent. Yeah, I'm sure he'd be influential in our transfer committee as well. I think they will pay attention because I, I know Brendan Rodgers did struggle with the transfer committee at, at Anfield. Yeah, sometimes they but they knew better than him. But I think with a player, so, I mean, with a manager like Klopp, who you know will have more of a say. I, I think more of, like more charisma of, and then I guess authority. I guess with yeah, his exactly. personality, you need that in a manager. Transfer committee to pay attention to him because I think they they yes they they are very much in the in the game of football and figuring out what makes financial sense and you know logistical sense to, to acquire players but uh, I think ultimately the, the the manager is who knows how to actually run the team so they might be making financial decisions but he needs to make the football decisions and how to transform the team produce the results, score the goals, to have those clean sheets. And, yeah, I think it will take a, a pretty big, you know, uh, um, obviously it will depend on how much they're, they're willing to uh, have him to work with as far as money goes for the summer. But I do think, you know, we can, we can, we are in a position where we do have the financial backing yeah. uh, to do it. We just need to make the right decisions about who we are bringing to the club. And maybe, you know, I would even be happy if we, we spend, you know, 50 million pounds and acquire, a, you know, an amazing 
your antidote and and do nothing else. Uh, that would be enough for me instead of you know spending ten million here, thirty million there, and bringing in all mediocre players who do not you know who will not transform. The who market. are the substitute players? <laughs> Get that exactly. <laughs> so that that's not what I want. I want us to invest big, and if we're gonna go big, we really need to find a world class footballer to bring to that because right now. Again, it is a great club, but if you look at our squad, I mean, our, some of our best players are Philip Coutinho, uh, yeah. who at international level, even for Brazil, he really played. So that says something about he's a very good, talented player. Yeah, he can but grow into one one of the tel- most talented, but right, he needs time. He, he needs work. That's yeah. definitely. And again, another big issue that uh, I think is worth mentioning about this Liverpool squad is. We have been plagued by a lot of uh, injuries. Yeah. Uh, we, we just now, like we're talking about the six-zero performance, but if you look at it, we, we have had you know Daniel Sturridge and Ivan Kovacic, some some of our Philip Coutinho, all of them just returned from from injury and have been very influential when they have played in games to, to bring in the results that you, you kind of expect from the team. But we do struggle in the absence of of these players due, due to injury, and I think. That's another uh, key area that I think Bob needs to work on and figure out what is called, what is the root cause of, of all these, these issues, right? Uh, we we had what five six players on out on hamstring injuries. Is it something about the way he's working these players? Is it something about the way we're training? Um, maybe we need to figure out, you know, what is actually at the core of, of some of these problems. Or or. Or, or maybe you need to figure out if you hired one of the Arsenal guys. Let's come again. <laughs> maybe you need to figure out if you hired one of the Arsenal guys. Exactly. They seem exactly. to. I think we're starting to look worse than Arsenal as far as people uh, players on the injury table. Are so, yeah. Yeah, that is something we need to address and maybe get our physios talking. What is what is, what's happening there? We need to. We need to get to the bottom of that. And again, when when our players are healthy, when our key players like Sturridge, who unfortunately, in my opinion, is one of the best strikers in the league, but when yeah, he's healthy, but when he's not, you know, when he's not on the field, we obviously can't contribute, and we, we do suffer as a team. And I think we we need to try and keep our players as healthy as we can and use them sparingly if that's what it takes, so they you know they can survive the season because it doesn't make sense to have. So many uh, talented young people who cannot contribute to the cause. We are trying to to win some silverware, uh, some some trophies here, and it's it's been a very very long time. Obviously, waiting for for the biggest uh, trophy in in England, um, and it looks like it's going to be it's definitely going to be another year of not doing so. But hopefully next year we can assert some level of dominance and maybe finish in in top four and play some. Uh, European football, so we'll see. Oh yeah, that must have been hard. The FA Cup uh, loss to West Ham. Yeah, it was very tough. Um, but again, if you look yeah. at uh, us as a team and how we performed this season, it's it's disappointing, obviously, as a fan. But uh, yeah, if somehow you feel like you don't want to get too much at once. Maybe then you can feel complacent. Maybe so if they don't win anything this season, maybe they can. Really start from scratch in a sense. You know what I mean. I, I do, I do. And again, we we did lose to a very good West Ham team, um, and a team that all season long we've struggled 
uh, against. We, this is this was our third loss to them this season, which which says a lot. Yeah. Um, about us as a team, but also about the, the level of quality uh, of players that they do have uh, on that Wortham side, especially while one man that I particularly admire is uh, that young Frenchman, Dimitri Payet. Yeah. Who's a, who's a maestro in, in the midfield and who has... Yeah, know, he might not have been... ...to new uh, height this season. And yeah, one who's very exciting to watch every, every weekend he plays. Yeah, I think he he has booked himself a place in the French Euro squad because Definitely. of his. Yeah. Definitely, and and uh, I think the sooner more people pay attention. I think West Ham got very fortunate that he he extended his contract. Yeah. Great for them, and also great for him. I think he he definitely, even with some of his injury issues that he's had recently. He is he is one of the you know best holding midfielders who creates chances in, in the Premier League, uh, and I think he'll grow into a superstar. Correct. Yeah. Well, nice talking to you, Thando, and hope Liverpool do win something, but not at Chelsea's expense. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are definitely gonna be in the final for the League Cup, so that is a chance for us uh, to get some silverware there. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Thank you. Nice. Well, happy Valentine's Day. Enjoy your Valentine's Day if you have a Valentine. Otherwise, take a rest. Thank you, sir. Happy Valentine's Day, too. Yeah. Thanks. Bye. Bye. So that, that was um, Actually, all three of us, me, Akshay, and him, work together in the same company. Um, so we have discussions about football almost daily now. And along with that comes the banter as well. So we do like talking with each other about football and about our favorite clubs. So hope you guys like the conversation and uh, see you guys later. And Akshay will be back for sure next time. Uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter at two substitutes with the number two. Um, see you. Bye. Oh yeah. Happy Valentine's Day.